Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode 439 of Get Paid for Your Pad. We are your hosts, Jasper Rivers and Eric Miller. And we're, today we're talking about why 2022 is going to be an incredible year for the short-term rental industry. Eric, what's up, man? I feel like we've done this show already. <laughs> yeah, we've, <laughs> we've talked about this. We've talked about this. For well, sure. just yesterday in my uh, incredible uh, internet challenges i felt like we try to start the show about six times but i'm wired in and uh this show is going to be powerful so yeah what's up man i'm excited about 2022 we got a lot going on personally i'm already seeing the uh demand for our properties and awesome to hear what brian chesky is talking about airbnb seems like we're seeing more and more hosts jumping on the platform or, or just jumping into the space uh, as a whole uh, also seen a lot more boutique hotels, unique spaces. So yeah, man, I'm excited about it. Why do you think 2022 is going to be a huge year? Yeah, there's there's a lot of signs that point towards like a really good year for short-term rentals, I think. I mean, 2021 was a was a very solid year. Even though we're still dealing with this with this pandemic, but if you look at uh, if you look at the numbers, like Airbnb had a record uh, Q3, right? The the numbers like they had record booking revenue, and also I mean we're we're seeing this with our own units, but also in our student groups. Just looking at the at the rising star students, um, these are the students that have gone through Legends X program. They're now in a more of a mastermind format. You know, everyone's growing. Everyone's adding more units. Almost everybody yeah. is, uh, is is just doing really really well. So there's just so many signs, and we'll get into that. But I, you know, I I always follow Brian Chesky. Like there's always like a few people that I follow re- religiously, and every time they they have something to to say, like whether it's a podcast or an interview or whatever it is, I always pay attention. And Brian Chesky yep. is one of those people, right? Because he has he has such a such a strong like vision, and so he he was saying the future of work is the future of travel or the future of travel is the future of work. One of those two, but that, that really hit me where I was like, it's true. Like the way that people work and where they work from has such a big impact on travel. Yep. You know, and, and, and that's, that's something that, uh, that we're seeing now. And I, I dug up some statistics. I found this article. They, uh, they did a survey of over 10,000 workers and they asked them all sorts of questions around like, hey, are you, are you planning to work remotely? Um, how many days a week? They, they ask a lot of those questions just, just to get an idea of like, are we going back to pre-pandemic where everyone's just going to the office? Or is there going to be like a lasting, is, is, has there been a paradigm shift? And, and I think there's been a paradigm shift. So, but just to, just to uh, share some of these stats, the three that I felt really stood out. 
After COVID-19, 92% of people surveyed expect to be working from home at least one day per week. 80% expect to work at home three days per week. So that in itself is huge, right? That's yeah. that's such a big percentage. And I don't know if this if this survey is like really representative for the for the full population, but ten thousand people that's a that's a lot of people. So these these right. numbers definitely you know have some value. So Brian's vision behind this is that more and more people will be able to continue to travel locally because they are just able to plug into internet and then be able to uh, show up for work. But then also, you know, it's kind of like what Samantha and I are doing with Idlewild, right? Like we're looking at the calendar and whenever we have openings, we're talking about it this morning. It's like going up there next Tuesday through Thursday because we have an opening and all we need to do is bring our camera, microphone and computer and we're good, right? So it's like, you know, so we're going to Idlewild and it's like get to work on the property. And then after and before work, we will hit the mountain and do a couple of hikes, right? So it's like, it's freaking awesome that we get to do that. That's great to see more and more people are doing that. And we're seeing more and more like Airbnb, the platform is uh, uh, it changing to advertise towards those types of people. So like the new feature of qualifying the internet speed for properties, yeah. right? We were looking at uh, where we're traveling. We're traveling somewhere. I forget where we're going. And I was looking at different Airbnbs and I was looking for their internet. And I like, I'm specifically looking, I'm, ba- I'm basing it on location. I'm basing it on the internet and then I'm basing it on looks. And this is a new way psychology for me of booking properties, which I found really interesting. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm really curious to see how that impacts us. And we've been talking about this since day one of the pandemic is to uh, build in workstations Mm -hmm. in in properties. So yeah, it's incredible. I'm excited to see how that impacts uh, the industry. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking, imagine that, that somebody is just working one day per week from home, right? Let's say that's a Monday, right? And just that one day just makes a weekend getaway so much more, you know, feasible, right? Because if, if you're working Monday through Friday and you want to do a weekend somewhere else, you want to drive a couple hours, you got to leave like Friday night at like maybe seven or eight, like after work. So then you get there kind of pretty late on Friday night and you have the Saturday, but then on Sunday night, you have to drive back, right? Or, or you have to get like a up super early on a Monday. So if you can just work remotely that Monday, then suddenly you have the full Sunday to enjoy right. as part of your long weekend, right? So it's almost like people can, you know how people travel so much when there's a, a long, there's a national holiday on Friday or Monday and right. everybody travels because that one day just makes such a big difference. Well, if, if like 80% of the people are now able to do that, to take that Monday or the Friday, you know, it just opens up so much possibility for, for doing like uh, these weekend getaways. Right, right, right. Do you think that's going to be the majority of pushing the industry forward in 2022? Obviously, that's going to have an impact. But do you think that's going to be the, the major impact? Or do you think that's just going to be one of the many variables in oh. 2022? Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's that's just a small part of it, right? I think uh, there's a and there's a lot of those, right? I mean, there's also there's also people that are not going back to the office at all. And Brian Chesky was talking about this too, where he was saying that you know he's pretty young, right, as a as a CEO, right? Yep. And, and you notice that when you when you look at Airbnb, they're constantly updating, they're constantly innovating, they're changing the platform constantly. He was just on Twitter, 
right? He did, he did this a couple of years ago as well, where I think it was like January 2nd or something. He asked people on Twitter, like, hey, tell me what we should focus on in 2022. Like, Dude, what's we one should read that. Yeah, we, what, should, what, we should read that. I was pretty blown away with uh, the responses on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just shows that, I mean, you know, how many CEOs do that? Right. I mean, he's so connected to to the community and uh, he's always asking for feedback. And he was saying like that the sort of the new generation of CEOs, like the younger CEOs, they're probably very open to the idea of not really having an office at all or just having a very small office. Right. Versus like, you know, the more traditional companies, they might not be as flexible, but you know, people that have been, you know, the millennials, I would say, like in the next 10 to 20 years, there's going to be way more CEOs that are from that generation. And and those people are going to be open, more open to to this, right, to remote working. So I think that has a massive impact as well, just people who are not really living in one place. Sure. You know, we're just going here for a couple months here, a couple months there. And you, I know you've done that. I've done this for like almost a decade. Yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, that that's another thing that is going to have a major impact, I think. Yeah, I guess it comes down to the host and what type of businesses they want to build, right? Like for us, we're really targeting with Freewild, we're really targeting that younger traveler who has that flexibility and wants to do exactly what we're talking about, right? So it's like, it's kind of serving ourselves, right? So being able to fill up the truck, hit the road in two hours, being in a completely different space from where we're at now and spend a few days working and exploring the area. Right. So it's like, that's our ideal avatar. And, uh, you know, it's, again, really comes down to the type of businesses people are looking to build. But if you are going down that route, it's like, that's going to be a huge opportunity for you. And actually right up the block from here, there's a, uh, eight unit apartment complex, uh, right on the ocean. It's top of my hill. And uh, there's a business that took over, company that took over the whole building, renovated it and uh, staged the whole property. And they specifically rent to travelers that are looking to co-live and co-work together. So you're renting a room, you have a private lock you know, on your room, but then all the common spaces are there for like open co-working. So they're attracting in CEOs, consultants, coaches, things like that, people who have the flexibility to go there. And it's pretty cool. I get to, you know, I walk by it every day and I see all different types of people staying in there. So like, you know, younger crowd, but then I also saw, you know, some like people my parents' age staying in that property. So more and more people are looking for that, more and more people. I think that's going to be a huge avenue for a host this year. So regarding the tweet that um, Brian Chesky put up on January 2nd. The tweet was, if Airbnb could launch anything in 2022, what would it be? He got 4,000 suggestions, uh, which is crazy. And here are the top six. This was January 4th that he posted this. So he's probably got a ton more since then. Number one is crypto payments. Top suggestion. Saw that coming. Saw like an Airbnb coming, which makes sense for them to do that. That's outside my world. I've decided not to get into crypto outside of just investing a couple of dollars here and disconnecting from it. But it only makes sense that Airbnb and these bigger platforms create their own coin or be able to accept a payment. Like if the individual host like us, Freewild, is willing to accept crypto that 
Airbnb sets up the platform to make that transition, that'd be freaking amazing for those guys and for us. Uh, number two is clear pricing displays. I'm assuming that means all the fees. Cause like when you, when you go on Airbnb, it's two fifty a night. By the time you go to check out, it's, you know, over 300 a night, right. With all the different fees and everything in there. So I agree with that. I think that should be number one. Number three is guest loyalty program. Love that. I mean, this is what we teach in legends X, right. Uh, be able the scale pillar is all about guest rebooking machines. And the whole point behind that is creating a guest loyalty program, but you got to do it off of Airbnb. And if you're someone who's looking to build a brand, you probably want to do that regardless. But we just started getting repeat bookings on our property already. And we've owned the property for what? A few months now? Four months? Yeah, three months, three, three, months, three and a half months. Three months. Uh, and we already got people coming back booking with us direct, right? We're putting back through Airbnb because we don't have our payment processor set up yet. We're getting there, but... Um, no, we're, we're, we've been taking them already, yeah. We've been taking direct bookings, bro. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just directing them back to Airbnb. But we'll get to that. We'll get we'll get back to that. Here, see what you said after this. Uh, number four is updating cleaning fees. Updated cleaning fees. I'm not sure what that means. Number five is more long-term stays and discounts. That'd be awesome. This is something that Brian said that they were going to get into last year is uh, really taking over more of rentals as a whole. So long-term stays, right? So 90 days, six months, 12 months, stuff like that. And then number six is better customer service. Uh, he says already working on most of them will look into others now. Oh, and then he follows up. Crypto payments is inclusive, inclusive of, of multiple token ideas. So yeah, taking in payments, having tokens, all that stuff. So yeah, so Airbnb is doing a lot. You know, what's interesting, man, is like with Airbnb growing, I, w- I was at uh, my friend's house the other day and uh, a whole bunch of different business owners were sitting around from like small real estate investors to someone who's running, you know, a billion dollar company. And everyone was talking about travel. Everyone was talking about their experiences with Airbnb because I was telling them what we're building, what we're doing. And uh, every single one of them, the same feedback that their customer service is absolutely horrible, that it's set up to not solve problems, right? That it's set up to minimize the amount of, they have so many offshore customer service departments that are there just to kind of catch the calls but it's set up to just not really go into solving problems and going any further. And to do that, you got to go through a lot to solve problems, right? Uh, And one of my friends rented a house on Airbnb, put together a uh, mastermind dinner, had six friends over. Host wasn't happy about that. Airbnb kicked him off the platform for 90 days. And the way that he was communicating this, he does hundreds of millions of dollars with Amazon on their platform. And he runs a business on on Amazon. And he was saying, it's like these bigger companies, like just like um, they have customer service, they have it set up to where it just does not, you cannot get a real human who's trying to solve this problem on the phone with you. And Airbnb has finally stepped into that place, just like Amazon, where it's just it's just become a massive challenge to solve problems as a guest, right? As a traveler. So the fact that Brian has this as number six, saying that he's working on that, I hope he is because man, it's a challenge. You know, I, I had a, I touched on this a little bit. I had a 
terrible travel issue during Christmas when I was going to Jersey. I, I booked with one of the most unprofessional Airbnb hosts I've ever stayed with. Guy got violent, uh, you know, threatening me when I asked him for a refund or short my stay, all this stuff. It got really bad. So I got Airbnb on the phone. It took five days for me to get to a person here in the States who deals with safety on the platform, right? And I mean, when I, I say five days, I, I'm putting time into calling and dealing and saying the same story 10 times to different agents until I can get on the phone with someone from safety department who realized that this person shouldn't be a host. They refunded me back my money, kicked this person off the, the platform. But if I wasn't persistent with that, and I if I wasn't staying on top of that, I would have just had a dead end when I had a terrible experience with Airbnb and that host would still be on the platform. So it's crazy. First of all, if anyone's dealing with issues like that, just be patient with the customer service. But it's crazy how these big companies have these customer service departments that are, I can't imagine the challenges that they're going through, right? To solve that. As a CEO, I can't imagine trying to solve that problem. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they roll this out and see how they can support hosts better and support the travelers better when it, when they come across these challenges. Yeah, craziness. Yeah, I mean, I think I think customer support is probably always going to be in the top ten, you know, because just like you said, like it's it, it's so it's difficult to get that to a level where everyone's happy. I think. Yeah, but uh, I have seen some improvements though, like just just hearing from you know the students in Legends X and. And now in the in Rising Star and the Mastermind, it, it does seem that they made some solid improvements in 2021 as part of their uh, of their update. So, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you know, the times that I've been on the phone with an Airbnb representative, I always I've always felt like they don't really know the rules and the and all the policies and everything themselves that well. So yeah. it, it always feels like it kind of depends on who you're talking to, like. That's that's one piece of advice that I actually learned from from one of our mastermind members who was saying like, if you don't feel like you're getting anywhere within like five or ten minutes, just just call again and try try a different rep. Hundred percent. You know, because otherwise, like you just get stuck sometimes. Hundred percent. Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online Hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional, your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y dot com code pad which is p-a-d awesome man so what are some other things that are exciting you for 2022 i know where i stand and what i'm excited for i mapped out my personal goals and what i want to do with free wild and how i want to get into this but what's exciting you for the industry for this year you know just the whole 
everything that's going there's so many trends now in the short rentals like people are looking for more unique places and experiences and you know i think in the next few years those type of hosts that you were talking about like the hosts who are just not professional i think those hosts are gonna gonna be struggling because i feel like people are people are expecting a higher standard and i think i think it has to do with the increase in local travel Right. Because uh, I've, I've mentioned this before, but, you know, when I was in Barcelona and I, I stayed at this at this castle, it just really made me realize I was like, if I'm traveling nearby, I want something special. I want something unique. I want something cool. Yeah. I don't just want to book some apartment because then it's not really, not really exciting. Right. So as hosts, we really have to up our game and we really have to start thinking about like, okay, what, who are, who are we serving? Basically all the stuff that we're teaching in Legends X, like who are we serving? How do we solve the needs of the people that we, that we serve? Right. And, and how can we improve the guest experience? You know, like one of the things that, uh, that I'm working right now on with, with Freewild with our first, uh, with our first property, uh, Strawberry Creek Village is a, a system where every single piece of feedback that we get through the reviews, yeah. and we've been getting amazing reviews, but there's there's tiny little clues in the reviews that you can use to to improve the experience a bit, right? So I've got a document now with all those pieces, whether it's like the private feedback or if it's something in the public review, and just uh, just having a system in place where you're constantly reviewing that and literally like solving each of those pieces of feedback just every time asking yourself how can we prevent this is this a communication thing or do we need to upgrade something in our in our property but also looking at the positive feedback this is something that uh, i think a lot of hosts oftentimes forget to do because you're so busy but the reviews there's so much information in there yeah right you can learn so much about not just the feedback for what you can improve but also what do what are guests really looking for what are they really excited about right for example that backyard that we have right i've never been i've never actually been at this property right yeah. and you know you've been sending me some videos where you're like hey this is so awesome one of our guests actually sent us a video uh 2 days ago that was our that our, was pretty cool yeah that was like our, our i think our second repeat guest and he was just, uh, he just sent a video of like, hey, look at this creek and, and just hear the, the, the noise and it's so peaceful and everything. And that information is really important because that, that's what we can use to promote our listings, right? So it's both ways. But I, I'm excited about, I'm really excited about that, it, that we're going in this direction where we are forced to create better and more unique experiences. And this is the reason that I wrote Get Paid for Your Pad back in 2012. It just annoyed me. <laughs> I was I was staying in Airbnbs, and it it was just you know the level. It was so so bad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it annoyed me, and I was like, on the one hand, it annoyed me because like I wasn't getting good, really great experiences as a traveler, but also as a host, like I was looking at other listings in my neighborhood, and I was just thinking like, wow, like you know, this could be so much better. You know, the yeah. listings don't look great and the communication. And so that's why I, that's why I wrote Get Paid for a Pad. Because I was like, man, like we got a, some, some content that people can use to, you know, to do a better job. Yeah. 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 There's a lot coming up, man. I'm excited to see, you know, what other hosts are doing. Obviously, we're moving away from a lot of urban stuff and into more destination spaces, especially here in the States. One thing I'm excited about as any listener who follows us here, 
probably picks up about me is I I'm, I'm excited about the scale. I'm excited about what's possible. I'm excited about like creating something bigger than myself and ourselves. Right. And one thing that I, I follow a lot of is where's the money going in our industry? Who's investing into what companies, who is disrupting the space and where do we have the biggest opportunity as investors, as experts in the space? And you'll see, man, there's still a lot of money in short-term rentals. And when I'm talking about money is investors, VC companies, you know, all of that, you know, Avant Stay up in LA, they just closed their, I think it's Series C at $160 million, right? This is a company that is there. This is exactly what we teach in Legends X, right? Is like getting super clear on the vision, choosing the property type, choosing your avatar type, choosing your brand, what problems you're solving, all of that. And just focusing on that versus trying to list and get any type of property in your, in your portfolio, because exactly what you're talking about the reviews is like, we can use that to understand where to improve our company. And it's freaking awesome that we get real time live feedback like that on our products because we can improve, but then also we can understand what people love the most. So we're using that for marketing. We're also using that for our next investment opportunity, right? So you watch companies like Avant Stay who just closed $160 million for their company, which is freaking unbelievable. I remember when, when they were starting this and they just had the idea and five years later, they have over, I think near, I think they raised nearly 200 million for their company because they have a very specific niche. They have a very specific property and they have the technology behind it, right? Then you see another companies on the other side that are raising quite a bit of money. One company that just went into Y Combinators, it's called Homeroom. It's a new app that is using essentially short-term rentals, but they're using an app to connect roommates in available furnished properties around colleges, right? So they're bringing roommates together essentially in, in houses, right? And they just got accepted in Y Combinator. They invested a million dollars into that company. And that could be the next potential, like the next cool thing in short-term rentals. There's a lot of money here, man. There's a lot of opportunities and like what we're doing with Free Wild. Man, I just I want I want to be able to duplicate myself so I can speed this stuff up, right? Uh, you got to be patient as you're building these companies. But what I'm excited about moving forward in 2022 is the the ability to put our fund together, raise money through investors, and then go out in the country and find projects just like what we found in Idlewild, these old cabin communities, these old campgrounds, and convert those to modern short-term rental experiences. I've said this a handful of times over the last few months, but I truly believe as an investor... And I know we, we've been on the leverage side for so long, renting and managing... But leveraging that to now go back into the ownership side and become investors ourselves, being able to leverage our experience with short-term rentals, I think if someone is creative enough, if someone has the ambition, the biggest opportunities in 2022 is finding old vacation rental communities or houses, could be one-off houses, our business model is just a bit different, and converting those to modern short-term rental experiences. I think that equity is going to shoot through the roof on these properties, especially with inflation coming. Everyone's going to want to put cash into, uh, into real estate. We'll see what happens with nightly stays and how that goes. But all in all, I think those conversions is going to be the biggest opportunity. So that's what I'm excited about. That's what I'm excited about creating. And I'm also what I'm excited about 
talking about because we've only been on the management side for the last few years. So sharing with the community about the investment, the development side, the ownership side is going to be, uh, yeah, what, what I'm pumped about. So yeah, man. And did you see, did you see the inflation figure figures that actually came out yesterday or today? I did. Yeah, I did. Let's talk about that, man. Cause you are a lot more educated on this than I am, but, uh, kind of crazy, isn't it? Is that the highest inflation since 1984? Yeah. 7%. 7%. I mean, that's a crazy number. That's a, that's a really high number, the highest it's since 1982. It's and true. just to put this in perspective, right? If you, have, if you have savings and you put that in a bank account right now, a savings account, you get zero, pretty much 0%. You know, maybe you get 0.1 or whatever it is. Like a year from now, that money could be worth 7% less. Or if you would have put money in the bank a year ago, it's now, let's say you put $100, you have 93 now. So you, you lost $7, right? Which is, which is crazy. So, you know, I, I was talking to our investor a couple of days ago, actually. And he's saying like, man, like, are you, are you guys ready to buy your next one? Because, you know, like, <laughs> this, is, this is getting out of control. Like, I, I just see my money, you know, it's evaporating with this inflation right now. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. I mean, I know we're not, you know, it affects everybody, right? And like this podcast, yeah, we're focused on short-term rentals, but this is kind of where our mindset's at right now and what's driving our decisions. But it's also driving, and you've been talking about this since when COVID first hit. Like, I remember you saying like, hey, I, I don't care about what's happening with elections and all this other stuff. I'm worried about inflation. And two years later, we're here dealing with this. So it's driving a lot of our decisions, right? So why why does this matter to somebody like what's happening with inflation and then somebody at that level of like the investor the reason why they're coming to us looking at us as opportunity to work with is we have the ability to essentially protect their money in real estate if we find the right deals right yeah. and then we have the ability for us to cash flow these properties at a higher rate because of short term rentals right yeah. we can 2 to 3x rentals on these properties a lot more work for us but a lot more cash flow, right? So why does this matter on what's happening with inflation and how is this really going to affect all of us? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, there's a there's a lot, right? We could do an entire podcast about this, but I would say a couple of things is number one is if you have some wealth, you know, if you have a, everyone has like a net worth, you got to you gotta be in hard assets, right? To, to protect that. You know, if if you have, like I said, if you have your money in a savings account right now, it's just it's just kind of evaporating, right? If you have it in bonds, like bonds, you know, the rates are very low. The interest rates that you get on bonds are very low too. So it's hard it, it's hard to find a good return on investment right now because because also like you got to imagine also real estate prices are pretty high. Yeah. So if if you just if you just buy some like an apartment building and turn it into long term rentals you're not going to be making your inflation even. You're not going to be making that 7% unless you get, get like a really good deal or something, right? So that's why I think a lot of investors are looking at the short-term rental space right now is because that's where you can, you can get a higher return. Like investors yeah, are yeah. looking for that higher return and there's not a lot of places where you can find it. I mean, look at, um, you know, look at stocks as well. Like if you look at the dividend yield, of the S&P 500, for example, it's a lot lower than it was like 10 years or 20 years ago, right? Yeah. And that that's because people are buying up these assets because they're 
you know, their inflation, um, their inflation pr uh, protected to a certain extent, right? If you buy a stock, you buy a part of a company, if all the prices go up, then, you know, the, the company is also going to make more money. So, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, you, you just have to, you have to protect your money, but also like if you're dependent on the kind of fixed income, like for example, people who are retired and yeah. they, they get like a fixed, you know, pension, those people, it's really tough for, for those people. Yeah. hundred percent. Right? Cause that's not going to go up 7% a year. Dude, this is, this is what's crazy. I, I read this, uh, this morning. I wasn't expecting for us to talk about this on the podcast, but this blew my mind here in the States. Right. So like 7% for me, it's, it's hard for me to really understand inflation. Cause I've never really dealt with it in my lifetime. It's always kind of been the opposite of inflation in my lifetime. Right. But now we're seeing this and this all happened within a year, especially here in the States. Right. It doesn't really make sense. This is how it's affecting the everyday person. And obviously we have to know this stuff because it's also going to our travelers, right? Because at the end of the day, they're going to have less money to spend with us, right? They might have the same amount of dollars, zeros, but they could buy less with that, right? So in the last year here in the States, gasoline has been up 49.6%. Uh, used cars are up 37%. Meats fish and eggs are up 12.5%. Bacon is up 18%, bro. 18% for bacon. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a problem when bacon goes up in, uh, in prices. Electric is up 6.3%. Transportation is up 4.2%, right? Shelter is up 4%. The reason what we're noticing on a day-to-day -day is like when we go to Whole Foods, right? It's like the product might still be the same price, but there's less food in it right? The packaging is the same size, but there's less food on the inside, right? So psychologically, we're thinking that we're getting the same thing for our dollar, but we're getting less for it. And that's 100% inflation, right? Well, that is what inflation is, I should say. So it's crazy. And I'm, I'm really interested to see how this affects us over the next couple of years and how it's going to affect our business model, right? And if we're making the right decisions too of saying, okay, well, let's go all in on these destination spots, two hour drive for metro areas. Like, is that because gasoline's going up, is that, all, is that going to affect our daily rate? Like everything else is going up. Is that going to affect what people can afford for our nightly rate, right? Are we going to see occupancy starting to drop until we adjust our pricing? So I don't know. I mean, I'm not that smart to understand that stuff yet, but I think time will tell the next 12 months, especially here in the States. This is an election year, a big year, 2022. So I think we're going to see a lot, of, a lot of major changes coming. And I think we're on the fence of it going either bad or good for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting year. Um, no, I, I don't really follow politics uh, too much as, as you know, but one thing I, I'll say on the inflation side as well is, you remember when we were when we were talking a lot to uh, Jason Hartman? Like I interviewed him oh, yeah. in the podcast. Remember, he he was in our mastermind, and you know what he was talking about. And this has been going on for a long time, right? The interest rates on mortgages have been really low, yeah, right. But the the house prices have been going up quite fast. So a lot of a lot of people have made a lot of money by getting like a, a thirty year mortgage at like three percent or something. And then, you know, 10, 15 years later, you buy real estate with it. And then 10, 15 years later, that real estate is worth a lot more. But now, like, 
that's now even a bigger that the fact is now even bigger because if you if you borrow let's say you borrow a million dollars and and you pay like 3% or something in the next uh, 30 years right a 3% interest rate if the inflation stays above 3% then that that what you owe is effectively becoming less like yeah. you owe less because is so in when the inflation is really high it's good to borrow money Right. right, because that what you owe goes down because of inflation. Yeah, right. Yeah, so this is uh this was part of the conversation I was having on Sunday. A friend of mine who's a pretty big real estate investor here in San Diego, he's in this spot where he's trying to sell everything possible to 1031 exchange into bigger assets, getting ready for the market to dip. Right. So he's like, we are at the peak. He's like, inflation's here. The Fed are going to hike up rates he's expecting three hikes on rates coming. And he's like, if you look at what's happening in San Diego, because rates are so, you know, in every city around the country here in the States, at least every area is up skyrocketing prices on real estate buyers only look, they don't look at the price. They look at their monthly payment. Yeah. Right. So it's like, because you know people are getting 3% mortgages on 30 years which is crazy it's like free money they can afford to pay $850,000 here in San Diego for a two bedroom townhouse right or 2 million dollars right because they're they're only looking at their payments on it they don't really care about what the price of the property is so he's expecting now that we're going to see this year fed increases on rates that we're going to see a major dip in real estate prices, right? So less buyers willing to more people willing to just kind of uh, be patient through the process. So if you're getting ready for real estate, this is like the best time to sell as much as possible, protect your cash. Then that's the game is like, how do you protect it against inflation, but protect your cash to them by more. That's what I'm excited about. I think by the end of 2022, we will be able to find some really good opportunities with our model. It's it's being able to kind of balance it from now until then. Hopefully the dip is not too bad. I think, you know, everyone's been talking about this for years. Like uh, the bubble's here, the bubble's here, bubble's here. But there was never any reason, especially the last like six years, there, there was never any real reason to drive a uh, correction in the market. But for whatever reason, I don't know what happened in the last uh, year and a half, but uh, something dramatic happened, uh, especially here in the States, that's really driving uh, some major issues. I don't think it's COVID. You know, it seems like things have really rebounded because of that. But we're seeing some really other decisions that have been made that are driving some crazy things, especially here in the States. That I think that's going to have a ripple effect around the uh, around the world. So, yeah. yeah, man, we'll see. All in all. 2022 is going to be a good year. <laughs> it's going to be definitely an exciting year because there's a, there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. The stuff that you were talking about, like it's it's really hard to predict the future. But you know, one thing that I want to mention as well is I stayed at a hotel near the airport in Amsterdam a couple of weeks ago before I flew back to Holland. And I, I know that hotel. I stayed at that hotel before, and it's a it's a really cool hotel. It's called the Citizen M. And it's a super, super modern hotel. They give you an iPad and you can, everything you want to do in the hotel, you control through the iPad. Like the lighting, you can change the color of the lights, you can close the shades, you can, the temperature, the TV, the room service, like everything you can do in the hotel is operated through the iPad, which is really cool. They don't have a reception. 
right? They don't have a front desk. You walk in, there's just like at the airport, how you can check in on, on a little machine, right? You have a machine there, you put your name in there, the thing gives you your hotel card, it takes like two minutes. You know, there's some there's somebody there in case you, you need some assistance. But you know how like when you arrive at a hotel, like the first thing you have to do is stand in line at the yeah. like that's the first thing you have to do. And I always thought like that's just a bad customer experience. Right. So it's I've been following this hotel because I think I think it's really cool. They have uh they have their own mascots and like they have all sorts of like cool things. The people are super, super friendly, like it's very informal. Right, it's mm. very fun, and they have like mm. you know, I have books that you can pick up and read. They have games, like, just a really cool hotel. Anyway, the reason I I want to bring this up is that hotel. Every time I, I I went there, like it was completely booked. You know, it was always hard to find a room because it was it, it's such a cool experience. And this time when I was there, I I didn't see a lot of people. I really didn't see a lot of people, and I asked um, I asked the people that worked there. I said like, hey, how? How has it been for you guys? Because we know with short-term rentals, it's recovered a lot in 2021, right? But for hotels, that hasn't really been the case. And so, you know, they were telling they were telling me that um, that they're still at like 40% occupancy, and they used to be at like 80, 90. Yeah. Right. And so that just kind of made me think. I was like, wow, if if a if an innovative hotel like that. A really like a hotel that creates a really cool experience. If they are still struggling to fill up the the rooms, then that's that's a big factor as well. Where I think people have kind of shifted away from hotels to short rentals because they don't want to be in these crowded spaces. Yeah, you know, even even after you know, I don't know how how long this pandemic is going to last, and how I'm imagining at some point people stop talking about it and we kind of somewhat go back to normal. Maybe not. I don't know. But either way, I think it's caused such a big effect on the way that people think about, you know, being in crowded spaces and being in places with a lot of people. I think that's that's just another another trend that favors uh, short-term rentals. I agree. I agree, man. I mean, we even see it right with our properties. Like uh, the units are too close to to each other. People want more space. I want more space, right? And like even where I live, I want more space. So yeah, that's definitely where the trend is going. I know here in San Diego, LA, San Francisco, everyone's leaving the major cities and they're going out uh, either east or south to get more land. To get, like everyone still wants to be plugged into a community, but everybody wants their own space to breathe. Will that change? Definitely. I mean, humans are so uh, adaptive to what what's coming their way. I think in 20 years from now, we could be back to the whole mega city lifestyles again. But honestly, man, my it just my personal gut watching human trends right now, like I don't see that happening for a very long time. Like people still move to New York City, which blows my mind. I grew up there and it's like, it, it's such a crazy experience being there, but people still want to move there. People still want to live in the city. So that stuff is still there, but I mean, I, I think long haul, we're going to see more and more people looking to have smaller communities that they're tied to and being able to get into nature more than into cities, right? It's very restrictive in cities. So yeah, and I'm looking at Citizen M, beautiful hotels. The fact that they're operating at 40%, that's crazy, man. That's uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and I don't know. Changed. Might just be that particular hotel, but uh, you know, it's since it's right next to the airport. I was just expecting like, wow, this because the airport was busy. People are definitely traveling. It's going to be interesting, man. I think 2022 is going to be a really interesting year. There's a lot of things going on right now with, you know, what we've been talking about with inflation and with like, you know, the pandemic kind of getting, hopefully being in, in its last phase. It's, there's just going to be, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good year for short-term rentals. 2021 overall, not everywhere, was, was a very, very solid year. So yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited uh, for for us. Uh, I can't wait to to find some more of these properties because it's been yeah. so much fun. Uh, uh, this whole process has just been really fun. Yeah, well, we're going to have to build a team, man. Uh, and that's going to probably be one of our next podcasts in the future is kind of talking about what we're working on. But yeah, I think the next step for what we're working on with Free Wild is really putting together some A players for our team so we can, you know, we have the opportunities to roll out investors and buy properties, but really time is the biggest challenge for us, right? With everybody else. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, if anyone's listening that thinks that they can bring some value to Freewild, reach out to us. We want to talk to you. Absolutely. Um, and before we uh, wrap this up, we have uh, some uh, some pretty cool things coming up in the next uh, few weeks. Uh, we have a, a really cool training that we're working on yep. that we are going to, well, you're going to lead it. So I'll, I'll let you touch a little bit on what, what you're going to be uh, talking about. But um, but on Monday, we're going to open up registration for the training. Last time we did the training was, I think, uh, back in uh, September, was it? So it's been a while. A and while we ago. learned a lot in the last... Yeah. Uh, that's so cool about Legends X is that we we get to see exactly where where our students are running into challenges. So it really puts us in a really good position to bring a lot of value. But uh, but yeah, tell us a little bit more about uh, our, our training that's coming up. Yeah, so we got um, this is something that we've been working on for a handful of months now, right? As far as getting ready for this, I've personally been working on the actual uh, training for the last uh, month and a half. But it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a one day event. Uh, the whole idea here is that uh, it's called more listings, higher profits. The whole idea is what do we got to do in 2022 to take action on scaling our short-term rental businesses so we could kind of hedge against everything that we just talked about with what's changing, but then also take the biggest action towards the opportunities that are coming in 2022. So we're going to be going through uh, the three steps that any host has to do to dramatically change their business 2022 to get more listings at a higher profit, regardless if you're if they're the rental arbitrage, uh, the management or the ownership side. Uh, so we're going to be bringing in some stories and some lessons from our Legends X students who have implemented our methods, have gotten some pretty incredible results. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a quick case study of our property uh, with, with uh, Strawberry Creek Village and how we put it together, how we were able to buy a short-term rental business buy land and take this property over all within 45 days and increase the revenue by 30%. And then we're going to talk about how we can scale our businesses. So it's really designed, everyone's open for it, but it's really designed for the host that we call head to coast. Someone who's currently running a handful of properties, someone who is either in the business full-time or wants to be in the business full-time and uh, really want to understand what you have to do to accelerate the growth for 2022. So that's what it's going to be about. You have a uh, section uh, within the training too. So we're going to hear from you. And we're also going to hear from our head coach, uh, Julie George. So it's going to be an awesome event. 
It's going to be an awesome event. It's going to be super fun. And so if you want to be on this training, you can register starting Monday. So Monday morning, make sure you check your email. Then you'll be able to be able to be the first one who registers for this training. We'll be talking more about it in the in the next few weeks for sure. But yeah, if you're and if you're not on our email list, get on our email list because we're sending out awesome emails every single Monday to Friday with lots of tips and tricks and what we're learning in the industry. So if you're not on our email list, go go to getpaidforyourpad.com, drop your email, and then you'll get our our updates. That's right. Take action, y'all. All right. This is a fun podcast. Yeah, man. Podcasting is fun. Podcasting is fun, dude. I was just talking. I'm in Mexico City right now with some uh, some friends. They're all they're all entrepreneurs as well. And uh, it's funny. I was talking about our first podcast because uh, one of the guys asked me like, "What was it like recording your first podcast?" I was like, oh. "Wow, this is it was back in 2014. I still remember we were in Vegas, me me and uh, Josefa." And we're like, hey, let's start a podcast. What do we need to do to start a podcast? And we're like, oh, we could just record some audio and then we can just like put it online. And we're yeah. like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Super simple. <laughs> all right. All right, Eric. Awesome, man. Good all right, brother. Good Thank chat. you, everybody. We'll be chatting soon. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Monday with another episode of Get Paid for Your Pet. See you then. Get paid for your pet. 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 If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million, or you operate boutique hotels, then the SCR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.